The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you. You can be involved. Just uh, call in on the open line, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, one 736 736 or text in 0427 154 Man's our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. Holiday getaway sale is on now with huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. He would be a happy man because he plays for the Redbacks. His name is Nathan McSweeney. Welcome to Sports ASA, Nathan. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, one of look, it's it was great to be involved with close wins, regardless of the sport. But how were you feeling after uh, yesterday's big victory against uh, against the Queenslanders? Yeah, um, it was yeah to get so close and the ebb and flow of the game throughout. Um, definitely a good feeling to be on the right side of that. Um, you know, there was a lot of yesterday where we thought we we weren't going to be on the right side, so. Um, to get a win like that with only three to win and the best batter, one of the best batters in the world at the moment, um, to get out was, yeah, was incredible. It certainly was incredible. So, Nathan, tell, talk us through it. When they got to within, I guess, under 10 runs, uh, you obviously still would have had hope and belief, but once it gets to under five runs and gets to three runs, surely you're thinking, all right, we're probably, we're probably out of this one. We need something to happen. But, yeah, how did it feel out there? Yeah, I mean, when we when we took the new when the eighty overs come up and we got the second new ball and we got two two wickets and they were nine down, um, you know, we were quite I was quite nervous really because I think oh we we should win this, and then once it got down and it was when Kawaja kept batting for a few more overs, you kind of resigned to the fact that oh no we might have let this one slip, um, and then yeah Jordan Buckingham bowled a beautiful ball to to get out uh, Usman so. Yeah, it was a great feeling. I think that's why we all try, uh, play sport to get those. I guess we'll never forget that moment. So that's that's definitely why we play. And so celebrations, you just would have kept your lid on it, and there wouldn't have been much flowing after the game, would there? <laughs> yeah, no, we've got a big week next week over your way in Perth. So um, yeah, so it we uh, we did go out for a couple of beers and just had dinner and enjoy each other's company. But yeah, we we didn't go too hard, thankfully. I want to ask you about the Nathan McAndrew delivery to Uzi a few overs earlier, struck on the pads, yeah. massive shout. Um, how close was it? Well, from what we were looking at on the screen, it was out. But what, what was the feeling in the team? Was Were they dirty about the decision not being given? Yeah, well, I was at Gully, so the ball actually came to me. I had to dive and try and stop it. Um, and then Nathan McAndrew's reaction was he was really disappointed and thought it was out. And then we, you could glance over, um, you can see the viewing room at the Gabba and Ryan Harris, our, our bowling coach, was ripping ripping all his hair out, steaming around the room. So um, we kind of got the, the mail that it was probably out. But I think, you know, game of cricket, there's always a couple of decisions and we probably got um, the rub of the green on the decisions throughout the week. So, um, but yeah, just luckily that we got him out a couple, an, an over later. What about the skipper, Jake Lehman? Was he uh, showing some composure towards the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. He, he, the way he handles the bowlers and makes sure they're just really calm and clear at the top of the mark, regardless of what's going on in the scenario of the game, it's quite easy to get quite flustered. So he was awesome, I think, having you know that experience that he has for our group is just, 
yeah, it's amazing. And, and without that, I don't think we would have got the job done. Now, Nathan, just looking at the scorecard, uh, I think you've got a fair question for Jake Lehman to mention about why you're not bowling a little bit more. You First innings, one over, one for none. And in the second innings, four overs, two for six. So you're going as well as anyone. Yeah, that's that's genuine potluck, I reckon. Um, <laughs> I, being from Queensland, I've got to bowl to Jimmy Pearson a fair bit and a couple of the others. So maybe they were just a bit more nervous when I came on the bowl, knowing that they wouldn't want to get out to me. So um, I'm happy with the short stints if I keep picking up one or two. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And the Mac brothers, McAndrew and McSweeney, you aren't actually related, are you? <laughs> no, not quite. Very similar name, but... Easy to get confused. 100%. Well, maybe the uh, officials are getting confused because you're just um, you're just uh, sharing the player of the match awards between you. I mean, last game you had it, I believe, and this game he's taken the player of a match and both could have easily won each of them as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty hard to contend with him when he keeps taking five in each inning. Um, he, yeah, he, if we, Usman Khawaja uh, decision was given out, he would have had 10 for the game. So he's just... He's unstoppable at the moment, um, and he, he's such a major player for us. Um, I'm happy to to keep sharing with him. That'd be nice if we can keep contributing. Well, let's talk about your season so far. You've had a great start to the season, and your career is developing really nicely, Nathan. How have you seen the progress of your cricket since you've moved to South Australia? Yeah, I think um, the more games you play at, at the Shield level, I'm slowly to feel more and more comfortable and feel like I can just go out there and play play the way I want to go about it. So, um, you know, with the coaching staff we have down here and, and the opportunity I've been given, um, it's nice to see a little bit of, um, yeah, reward from spending time in the middle and, yeah, just probably more confidence than I did, you know, probably two years ago. So um, hopefully continue to spend some time out there and um, get South Australians some nice positions to win some games of cricket. And so just on that, you must love batting at the Adelaide Oval. I mean, if I have a look at yeah, the game against New South Wales when you were the player of the match, you made 64 in the first knock and, and came out and made 100 in the second innings when no one in the team made more than 33. So even in difficult conditions, you're, you're really enjoying playing at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, I think, you know, from being from Brisbane, didn't get to go down to Adelaide Oval much at all as a kid. Um, the ground's just amazing and the wicket's, once you get in, it's actually a really nice place to bat. So um, it, it is quite challenging at the moment with the the grass they leave on the wickets um, to, you know, to make sure that we get a result. Um, although if you get through that initial period, it's a, it's a great place to bat. Now, it is a long season, the Sheffield Shield season. The last match is still a few months away. It's 11th of March, so it does go for a long time. But with that win, it catapults us up to second on the table, two wins, two losses on 18 points. Only one shy of Tasmania on 19. How much do you look ahead, I guess? How much do you look at the table and how you guys are tracking and, and obviously every chance to make the final? Yeah, I think obviously that's that's the goal at the start of the season to be in a Shield final. Um, and, you know, with the, with the win yesterday, you know, makes it that one step closer. But, there's, yeah, as you said, it's a long season and um, we've got two more games before everyone breaks off to Big Bash and over in WA will be... A challenge, um, you know, them probably being the, will definitely be in the benchmark over the last couple of years. So um, I guess, you know, 
try and try and bounce back and refresh and go again in WA to get a win over there would be massive and um, yeah I think everyone's pumped and I think we've got the confidence and belief in the group now that we're good enough definitely so um, hopefully at the back end of the year we can be in that top two position. Well, they're out of form now. They've just lost to uh, New South Wales, so uh, <laughs> you should just be able to roll over the top of them. It's that easy. Uh, you, you've got, as you said, you've got them coming up on the November 15th, then back here at Adelaide Oval against the Vicks uh, before a break yep. for the Big Bash. Um, how yep. do you how do you adapt going from Red Bull to White Bull and then back to Red Bull? Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably something I haven't quite mastered um, yet, I think. I, I haven't played Big Bash um, for many years. I, this will be my third season, so I, I liked. I think it's a lot easier going from Red Bull to White Bull um, rather than going from you know the Big Bash back into trying to make sure you know where your stumps are and you don't have to hit every ball. So um, I think, yeah, personally, I like the foundations of Red Bull cricket. That's kind of what I got brought up on, and um, I love I love the technical side of it, and I think that puts me in good stead for for both Red Bull and White Bull cricket. Um, yeah, so I think I think you know over the over the Big Bash period, everyone gets a nice refresh as well. Um, you know, it's the Big Bash is is a great time to for me. I get to go back to Brisbane, refresh with my family, and then come back and hopefully hit the ground running um, like we did last year against WA at the Adelaide Oval. So Nathan, in hearing that, does that sound? Or it sounds to me like playing the five-day format. I guess for Australia is what the goal would be—a Test match, rather than necessarily your, your one-day format or your T20. The Test arena is where you think you'd be most suited, and where you'd obviously love to perform for Australia. Yeah, definitely. As a kid, you know, I remember Boxing Day, making sure that that was the best day, better than Christmas for me. Um, you know, watching. Test cricket was always the goal and the baggy greens, um, you know, one can only dream. So I would love the opportunity to, to hopefully um, get a baggy green. Um, but also, I think, you know, played heaps of one-day cricket now um, and, and and T20 cricket, I, I'm, I'm in love with the game. doesn't matter really what format, but if I did have to pick one, it would be Test cricket. I want to ask you about one of our favourites as well, uh, Wes Agar, pulled out of uh, this yeah. game because of back spasms, very sore. He came out to bat uh, the last game, could hardly walk. How is big Wes and is he likely to play against WA? Because um, we've been away, I've actually haven't had to uh, got the chance to speak to him. I knew he was getting some treatment over over the last week. So fingers crossed he's, he's fit and firing because with him and our side, we're definitely... Um, you know, we're definitely a stronger team. He's a massive asset for us. So, fingers crossed. I think it, I think he will be close to playing this this game, um, but I'm not sure if he'll be 100 percent up for it. But hopefully, we'll see him before the big bash starts. At least, you know, that last game against Victoria at the Adelaide Oval. And the performance of Jordan Buckingham over this Shield game as well. I thought he just slotted back in beautifully. Yeah, where I think with South Australia, there's got to be some tough calls with the selectors with our fast bowling unit. We've got serious depth at the moment with our bowlers. Um, you know, as you said, Nathan McAndrew earlier, Jordan Buckingham, um, Harry Conway, Wes Agar, and Brendan Doggett was 12th man. Um, you know, we, we're really blessed in that in that space at the moment. Um, Jordan Buckingham, he's, after bowling, tooling away all day, probably wasn't his best to, 
to want the ball at the end there and have the belief that he could get the job done was amazing and for him to do it so happy for him and um again hopefully that just gives him that more confidence to keep on doing it more consistently one more question before we let you go who don't you like facing in the nets oh there's a few <laughs> um yeah probably oh yeah where's aga that none of them are really nice to face um to be honest um uh where's agar's not not the funnest if you if you see him running in at you um on the whiteboard, you get paired up what net you're going in, and when you see where Zagar, you kind of uh, you put your head down and be like, "Oh, today's got to be a tough one." So, probably probably where Zagar. Fantastic. Hey, look, uh, well done. Congratulations. Keep uh, making runs uh, with that red cap on your head, and um, I'm sure South Australia, you'll help them get across the line against WA. Thanks, Nathan, and uh, well done again against Queensland. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan McSweeney from the Redbacks. What a win it was, men's. An incredible win. I mean, we probably shouldn't have been in that position with where the game was after our second innings. Uh, but in saying that, I mean, Queensland, they let one slip when they were two for 170-odd, and we, we took eight wickets for the next 100 runs. Yeah. Uh, you love seeing that in the Sheffield Shield because it shows that it's still well and truly alive and, uh, yeah, a great way to win a, a, test, or a, a test match by three runs for the Redbacks. It was great, and we were speaking to Nathan McSweeney. He's just had a fantastic year. And you mentioned about him and McAndrew, the two Max, the Super Max, we can call them now, just sharing player of the, player game, of the match awards. Player of the match awards. Yeah, and and again, if you look at the scorecards for both games, you'd go, "Oh, McSweeney was stiff not to get it here when McAndrew got it," and vice versa in this one. So it's um it's good that they both got one. They're both getting that recognition which they deserve, and. I mean, you hope that McSweeney continues on this way and he does get those opportunities uh, at least at Australia A level and then can catapult himself into that lineup potentially in the future because he's batting as well as, arguably as well as anyone around the country at the moment in the Sheffield Shield. Yeah, there is an Australia A game against the West Indies at Karen Rolton in January. So that, ooh, uh, coming up as well. It's so, a nice service to bat on so too. So maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, that he can get a hit there and uh, make another 100. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, you asked him about Jordan Buckingham and uh, and taking that wicket. So we might just have a listen to Jordan Buckingham on his backs against the wall. Yeah, it's an outstanding win. We probably had our backs against the wall after the last fixture. So to come out and stand up when we're almost dead and buried there, I think, um, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, massive. So he would have led the celebrations last night, no doubt, Bonds. Uh, a great win for the Redbacks. And we might just quickly have a look at the standings in the Sheffield Shields. Yes, so we are four matches through for all six states. Now, Tasmania has won two games. They haven't lost one yet. So they're sitting on 19 points. The Redbacks, we mentioned, in second position with two wins and two losses on 18. WA also in or equal second position. They're on 18 points as well. With two wins and a loss, we know how good that side is. New South Wales, they got an important win after, I think it was 13, 13 Sheffield Shield games that they hadn't won one Yeah, they've been horrible. So they, they've they catapulted themselves up to fourth now. They're only just outside the top two. They're on 13 points. Queensland, one win on 12 points. If they had have beaten us, they would have gone to equal top. And uh, Victoria languishing in bottom position, one win, 11 points. So it's still up for grabs for every state in the Sheffield Shield, which is good to see. The one-day cup, the Marsh Cup, is not looking as pretty for the Redbacks as yeah. the Sheffield Shield ladder is. Should we go through that table, Bonds? Yeah, look, look it's been a poor start for uh, South Australia. The Redbacks in that competition uh, played four games, had 
exactly zero wins, which isn't doesn't look very impressive. So like, we sit on the bottom of the one day. Yeah, we got one point cup. for the no result. But uh, yeah, yeah, WA, they're on top with three wins, 13 points. New South Wales was much better in that competition. Victoria have been pretty good as well with three wins from four games. And then Tasmania and Queensland drop away a little bit. But uh, yeah, we need some improved form. In the Marsh Cup, uh, and look, it hopefully will improve. But uh, the other thing that's exciting is it's less than a month today until the Big Bash kicks off, Bonds. Yes, it is. And uh, we we love the Big Bash here in South Australia. The Adelaide Strikers have been a very good side for a long time. And we might just have a little look at their list that they've compiled for this upcoming season. And look, there's a couple of names in there that they've brought in that uh, are going to be very handy for us. Well, they've brought some back and then they've brought some in as well. So... Um, James Baisley, I like, is a big hitter from yep. Queensland. Um, bowls a bit as well. Bowls a heavy ball, so he comes back in. Cameron Boyce, he, I think he's 58 now. He's going to play again. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Cam. Um, no, but he's, he's uh, I guess he's the replacement for Rashid. So Rashid won't play the whole season again. Yep. Um, he'll go off and make a bit more money. But uh, Cam Boyce will come in, as he did last season, and played some really good he cricket did. towards the end. He really did. Uh, and we get... And we get Alex Carey back. We get Travis Head back. Uh, Adam Hose, the Englishman, is coming back as well. The great bald one, Chris Lynn, is in the side again. Um, Darcy Short has uh, come back yep. to the blue. That's massive. Now, again, if this was two years ago, people would be raving about this being the best signing potentially in the history of the Big Bash. He was he was probably the best player in the Big Bash for three seasons over that period of time. And then has obviously had a lean patch since he could be massive for us. And we, we saw it with Chris Lynn coming in. It just reignited him. Darcy Shaw is going to add that little bit to the lineup. Jamie Overton as well is the other one. Well, he's the one who has starred in England white ball cricket over their summer in the 100 and in their one-day comp, their T20 comp. He's been excellent. So Jamie Overton, again, is an all-rounder. He can smack the ball and he, he bowls very well. I think he's probably a – he's probably a – Bowling all rounder rather than a yep. batting all rounder, yep. but uh, he's he can hit a long ball. And of course, we, we've got our we've got our, our skipper Matt Short, yep. who is slowly becoming one of the best T Twenty players in Australia. He is, and so again, we're not going to have Travis Head and Alice Carey for the oh, probably half of the tournament. Yep. But if you have a look at our top six or seven when they are there, it's as good as any team in the country. So. You got Matt Short, maybe Darcy Short opening the batting. Chris Lynn at three. You could have, I mean, Trav could either open and could come in at three or four. Hose is there, Carey and Overton. It's a pretty nice top six or seven when we've got those two in the lineup. Even when they're not in the lineup, though, it's a really nice opening five. So with the we know our bowling attack certainly uh, on its day is good enough. So the strikers are really nicely primed for another good season again ne- next year, which kicks off in under a month. I've had a look at a couple of the other lineups, Bonds, and look, the Scorchers are always good. The Scorchers, it's an incredible yes. team. If I just read out a few of these names, Ashton Agar, Berendorf, Hardy, Inglis, uh, Mitch Marsh, Jai Richardson, Ashton Turner, Andrew Tyre, Whiteman, uh, there's plenty in that lineup which make it really good. But the other one I really like, and I really like what they've done to their team, is the Melbourne Renegades. So they have poached Peter Siddle yes. on the Strikers. So he yes. has gone over there. Majib is there. He's had a good tournament. Adam Zampa is on their list. They've also got Nathan Lyon. So it's a nice spin attack that they've compiled there at the Renegades. But I, I love this signing. Quinton de Kock has gone to the Renegades. So 
that team there, they have struggled in the past. They've, they have. They've had guys, they've had to rely on the likes of Fraser McGurk and Mackenzie Harvey, who haven't quite been ready. But Sean Marsh is in that team. They now have the firepower to really contend this season. I really like their lineup. Yeah, I think, well, they had to do something. They've been yep. wallowing on the bottom of the BBL ladder for a few years. So they've made, you know, they've got in probably one of the best players in the world in Quentin de Kock, and hopefully that changes their fortune for oh, them. It's, it certainly should. I mean, you've got Sean Marsh and Nick Madison, some firepower at the top of the order as well. So they've got a really nice lineup. The other team that has been a bit hit and miss is the Melbourne Stars. The Melbourne teams haven't fared that well. We know that they've still got the firepower. It, it all depends on health for them. They've got Maxwell. They've yes. got Coulter Nile that misses yes. a lot of cricket, unfortunately. Joel Paris is there now, and we know that Stoinis will be in and out of the team. Harris Rouse, another one in that lineup. So I quite like what both Melbourne sides have done. But uh, yeah, scorches for mine will be, again, as hard as any to beat. Yeah, it's not that far away. And as it gets closer, we'll have a bit of a bit of a closer look to maybe all the teams leading in to uh, the start in early December. Um, men's, uh, it's time for the weekend headline. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in line. Uh, sorry, in line. In store or online. Yes. Uh, right. So this is a new segment we've been working on. Um, weekend headline. We're going to give a certainty, an upset, and a prediction. Yeah. So I, I really like this one. I think that... Um, We'll come up with something hopefully different. Hopefully we won't have the same certainty upset or prediction. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to be obvious ones. I don't want a dollar and one cent as your certainty. So I, I don't want you picking India to beat the Netherlands on Sunday as your certainty. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to let you kick off with your certainty. All right. I've been completely biased. The 36ers will bounce back and knock off the much more fancied uh, jump As jump your jumpers. certainty. As my certainty I mean, tomorrow this could, night. This could be your upset because they are at – Two dollar thirty five odds, yeah. I believe. They're not the favourite. See, I don't see it that way. I see it as a certainty. So it's not it's not won't be an upset to me because I, like I it. think they just roll over the top of them. I really like it. Now I did say that you can't pick a dollar and one cent. Well, this one's not far off. I've got <laughs> Australia to smash Bangladesh tomorrow afternoon. It's the earlier game, so it's a three thirty start. Now we will win. Everyone knows we'll win, but I think they'll smash it. If we bat first, we'll win by hundred and fifty plus. Um, and if we don't bat first and we happen to bowl first, then I think we'll chase it down with seven wickets to spare. I think we will absolutely put them to the sword. All right. Um, okay, our upset for the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to start with my upset. I'm going to go tonight. I'm going to go the New Zealand Breakers. They are playing against the Perth Wildcats. It's over there in Perth. They are hard to beat in Perth, but I think that after beating Melbourne in overtime the other night, they'll be on cloud nine. The Wildcats, and I think New Zealand, they're a good side. They're going to be good to go, and they will upset the Wildcats tonight. That will definitely be an upset. That's good. Afghanistan was will beat South Africa yes. tonight. That is a big call because they are... <laughs> They're at $4 currently. South Africa $1.25. The game is uh, in Gujarat as well. So it's a pretty yes. pretty good pitch to bat on. So we know that the firepower South Africa's got. Um, look, they're going to need a win by about 400 runs to be able to make the semifinals. Yeah, they won't do that. They won't do that. But I like that. That's a nice upset. Uh, prediction. What's your prediction for the weekend? My prediction, Adelaide United will win and score at least three goals. Yes, that I like that. With their offense, certainly can happen the way they are going. I'd love to see that. That would be a great game. Uh, the, my prediction is going to be the Crows AFLW team, they're going to be down at three-quarter time. 
Right. Maybe some panic signs or panic stations for the Crows, but they will come back and they will get over the line against Brisbane. So they'll be behind at three-quarter time, but don't worry, Crows fans. They'll come back and get over the line. Okay, just crossing out Pakistan and putting in South Africa. <laughs> I don't know why I had that written down, but anyway, that's uh, that's what happens. Sometimes your brain doesn't work, men's. No, exactly right. I mean, there's a lot. There's been a lot of ODI World Cup games, um, and there's still a few more to play as well. So a lot of permutations, which is probably why you've got that one mixed up. It's been a good week. We've had a good week. We've had uh, new segments. Lots of guests on new segments. And again, we're going to do it all again next week. We will, with some nice new stingers next week as well. Really looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, And uh, Linesy, thanks for your work this week. And uh, Heathy, the heater, thanks for your work as well. Back in the producer's booth for looking after us this week. And uh, we'll see everyone again on Sports Day SA, the summer edition, next week. See you, everyone.